This is the Bears Barroom Radio Network. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Football Goon Podcast. We're living in the ring of fire. Everyone's getting hurt at quarterback. I'm your host, Joe Mandel. Call me the Goon. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, John Santucci. John, how you doing, my friend? Hello. Doing great, Joe. We're ready to talk some fantasy football. Absolutely. And we're going to talk fantasy football with the fantasy royalty himself, Mr. Spaceball. Spaceball, how are you, my friend? Huh? I'm okay because I pulled it out, but I'm going to complain about Stephen Goskowski. I don't know how that happened last week, the kicker <laughs> for the Patriots, that they get 43 points and he gets zero. Yeah, that was brutal, man. If he would have been hurt, if he would have gotten hurt, okay, you know, then I can understand it. But to get a zero out of a kicker on a team that scores 43 points. I read a thing uh, to Joe that was really interesting today, talking about Koskowski, who's always ranked high. Um, for whatever reason, last year and even last week, he's had trouble with the short, uh, with a little bit longer, rather, uh, extra point. I think he missed three this past Sunday. Yes, he did. And if his name was uh, Jeff Schwartz, he would have been caught. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but that's a whole other story. A whole other story. I mean, but I was reading a story saying that the offense they have this year, especially with Brown, that his field goal attempts are going to go down like crazy. And he's just going to have, you know, five, six extra points, and that's it. Because they're always going to go down and score. Look at the scoring machine that they have think about this if brown doesn't get suspended kicked out of the league or whatever i mean i don't know how he's not kicked out of the league guys just for what he did to his general manager forget about every other thing that it's a he said she said and everything else just for what he said to the general manager he should have been kicked out but look at the offense they have with brown edelman and uh josh gordon Gordon. Then you have the running backs of Michelle, and you toss in Burkhead and James White. It's ridiculous. And and then don't forget uh, his tight end, not uh, Gronkowski, ben, but Ben uh, Watson will be back. Comes back yeah. in two weeks. In two weeks. Oh my God! They're going to get sixty points a game if they don't get hurt. And isn't it amazing how? Tom Brady never gets hurt. He doesn't get hurt, <laughs> and that defense is just playing out of their mind right now. Yep. I mean, they gave up three I, I, points I just, in two weeks. <laughs> well, you know, is every I want to ask every listener that we have, all of our friends out there, are you loading up on any offensive player you can that is playing Miami this week? Oh, absolutely. I, I think you got to, and especially the defense that's oh, playing yeah. Miami. Do you guys know who's playing yeah. Miami this week? Because I do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And that's got to be I the number I one defense. Somebody. It's the Dallas Cowboys, if in case you're wondering. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> got to love it. But how would you like to have Dak Prescott this week? How would you like, except you know what they're going to do? They'll give Zeke 25 carries this week. And he could have three or four touchdowns. It's possible. I mean, he's the guy's a machine, and that offensive line is just absolutely uh, unreal. I mean, I really am thinking we are going to see already, and we're only in the second second week just got completed. To my knowledge, there's 15 more weeks of football, 14 more for these teams. Uh it's going to be Dallas and Kansas City. I don't see an option for anybody anymore. Well, I mean, the Saints took a 
big hit losing Breeze, and even before that, their offense big just hit. does not look the same either. No. Big hit, and Teddy Bridgewater, there was a reason why he was out of the league. There was a reason why. And if this doesn't show right now with what's going on, guys, and if you talk about it in the second half of the brilliant, as I call it, the brilliant half, uh, when it's just the two of you, if you talk about <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> I can't see more than ever this ban on Colin Kaepernick. I'm telling you, if he sued the NFL, he could sue him for $100 million. Well, I tell you what, if you watch it that Jets coll- game, it's, you know, it's collusion for sure. Yeah. It's collusion for sure, 100%. You know, why the Jets wouldn't go out and get them in that market where he just won an Emmy. I don't know if you guys saw it for his Nike commercial. And, uh, I mean, the last time I saw him, he was a pretty decent quarterback. He was as middle of the road. He wasn't in the upper echelon, probably at the bottom of the second tier. But he's out there, and nobody touches him with the crap that's on other people's team, except crap. What's that kid's name with the mustache on Jacksonville? Oh, Six-round draft choice, Tom Brady was too. <laughs> that's a bad stash. That's got to go. <laughs> Yeah, I think he did a porno movie uh, when they brought him out of the team. And you know what? <laughs> Falk didn't look that bad last night when he came in for the Jets. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It, it, it's just embarrassing. Uh, and it's also now you'll see, and it's embarrassing. You know it's my weekly, and I have to ask the two of you. Let's do it. What the hell is wrong with Mitchell Trubisky? Oh, I think that's a it's a hot button question right now, man. And I think watching yeah. that game on Sunday, I think a big part of it is at least to me the offensive line is just not gelling just quite yet, and and I don't think Mitch has the confidence in his throws. He just he doesn't seem like he's confident out there. No, and there's the thing. You know what it is? I think the Bears probably made and I've been a Bear fan for (laughs) way too many years. I think Hallis was still on the sideline. Um, (laughs) The mistake they made trading up for him uh, when there were so many good qualities, and now you're seeing rookie quarterbacks taking control of this league. I mean, look at Mahomes. Second-year quarterbacks are... Look at Mahomes. Ridiculous, man. I think I remember when we were doing our preseason shows... I think I remember, you know, he's not going to do 50. He's going to maybe do 40, but he ain't going to do 50. You know, he's only one game behind, uh, one touchdown behind how he started last year. It's almost identical, yeah. And that's without Tyreek Hill. That's without Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's using using third-string guys. It's ridiculous. Right, right. And, I mean, this guy is, I mean, is the system that easy? Is Andy Reid that much of a genius? I don't know, man, but I tell you one thing, Mahomes can chuck the ball, and I think that's a big part of it. Well, yeah, Mahomes is the key. So good. And I hate to say it, I had him, you know, Tooch and I were talking over the weekend because we were playing each other, and I hate to say it, we both had a lot of points on the bench, Uh who you have on yeah. the bench? You didn't play Larry Fitzgerald, and even yep. I couldn't believe you didn't play Larry Fitzgerald instead yeah. of uh, Deshaun Jackson. Even you know, I didn't know you. I fell into that Deshaun Jackson trap where, like, D. Jax yeah. lights it up. Then you try to, like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play him, and he does nothing. This is, I, this is, I, I, every time I've owned Deshaun Jackson, he's on my bench for a monster game. Then I try to play him, get him in there, and he he puts up a goose egg. You know, that's that's. <laughs> I, I tried to warn you, Tooch. I tried to oh warn my you. God. I warned you on so, Sunday. And what about that guy? I don't even know. Is it Demarcus Robinson on the Chiefs, the guy that I picked up? Yeah. Yeah, he went ridiculous. I mean, what game. did he have? Uh, what did he have, 80 points? <laughs> no, he had like 40-some points. Yeah, 172 on yards my and bench, a couple I, I wish I could say I'm a brain. And you know what? If I play him this week, he'll probably catch three passes for 10 yards. Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's a boomer bust, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. God, got to get a piece of that air raid offense, right, Joe? You you got to get a pair, piece of the air raid offense. <laughs> well, because that's all they're all doing. <laughs>
There you go, baby. I mean, I mean, it is a strange, strange league this year. I mean, uh, the week before, you don't know if Todd Gurley's going to last. Then all of a sudden, the dude that scored two touchdowns last week carried the ball almost as much as him, disappeared, and Gurley had a great game. You know, man, it's it's such a strange league. Gurley's one of those yeah. guys I think he's going to be hard to judge every single week because you don't know how McVay is going to use him because he has a lot of weapons. He's got that they're, offense. They're rotating, yeah. rotating series with Malcolm Brown. I mean, Malcolm Brown got almost as many touches as Gurley. Could we, though, give credit to one person on this? Uh, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinal for going – back-to-back, year-to-year with first pick, quarterback first. They trade Rosen, and they pick up with the first pick, Kyler Murray. That guy's the real deal. Murray is the real deal, guys. Yeah, he is. And you're going to see what we have now with Brady and Rodgers. Is anybody else in that class? Would you put put Wentz in that class? No. Would you put Ryan in that class? I, oh, Russell Wilson, no. I think I think Wentz is in there. I'll, I'll put Wentz in there because you can see what he can do when he gets hot. Like that second half of that game on Sunday night, I mean, that guy was just playing out of uh, his the, mind. With no the, receivers. With nobody. Yeah, nobody. The, the future, no though, is... Uh, you know, we're two just talking about Deshaun Jackson. Well, you know, the hottest yeah. waiver wire pick this week is Nelson... Aguilar, whatever, however you pronounce his name, and that guy, like Tooch said, Deshaun Jackson, every time I had Nelson Aguilar or whatever his name is on my team, he would do <laughs> nothing, except when he was yeah. on my bench. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. He's he's Mr. Bench Points. <laughs> I mean, we're we're getting a good look at the future, team. though. We're, we're getting a look <laughs> at the future of quarterback with Mahomes and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. You know, these guys and are lighting it up. And let's not forget Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yeah, the future. And I'm not it looks you, good for the Baker NFL. Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, it's a real solid thing for the NFL for years to come. Uh, but May, uh, Baker May, and don't forget, look what's coming out. You've got possibly uh, in next year's draft, you will have what? At least Tooch knows this better than we do. Uh, at least three First round quarterbacks coming out. Yeah, probably at least for three. You, what's his no, name no. from Alabama? Uh, sure. Alabama, the Chua. guy with the real Tika one. Tulolo. Tua Tagovailoa. Have you <laughs> noticed? I noticed this. I noticed this last week. You know, I became an Alabama Roll Tide uh, fan because my grandson uh, goes to Alabama. Oh, nice! And I never noticed. I never noticed it. Why does he have to have his first name along with his last name on his jersey? Is there another person on that team with that same name? I doubt it. <laughs> well, watch Alabama this coming Saturday, and you'll see he's got his first name on there, too. But you'll have him in the first round. You'll have uh, Herbert, or is it Bear? I, uh, I think he changed it to Herbert. Yeah, Her- Justin Herbert on uh, Oregon, and yeah. then uh, Trevor Lawrence. And then who's, on... the, who's the kid on uh, Ohio Clemson. State? Oh, no, he can't come out. Yeah, Clemson kid. Clemson's uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so you possibly have three quarterbacks in the same. Two of them are in the same grade of what we just were talking about. And now they're starting. These guys are going to bad teams. Look at what Miami is doing. Uh, They're tanking like an NBA team. They really are. (laughs) I mean, and, and here before the science starts between the two of you and you get into it i have to say one thing two people you haven't heard from uh two instances rather you haven't heard from miami purposely tanking totally tanking not even faking it and obviously the antonio brown situation you have not heard one freaking word out of roger goodell Nope. In either situation, they've got How no is it proof. Even humanly possible. I, th- huh? I think they don't have any proof, and I don't think he can step forward until he's. I'm got... not talking only about proof. 
I'm not talking about proof. It's obvious Miami's tanking. Nobody can say. Because obviously, what do they have? Three number ones next season and two number ones the season after. Yeah, they're tanking. So they're tanking. We know that. And I'm not talking about proof. Earlier, you weren't listening to me, Joe. (laughs) It's okay. Nobody listens to me. (laughs) For what he did to his general manager should have been reason enough. True. Obviously, Oakland can't wreck, but man, he's not an Oakland A, an Oakland Raider anymore. He should have been suspended for just doing that. To I hate to call it a superior, but until we own a company like Aldo, <laughs> we <laughs> respond upwards. And to our bosses, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, how can he be so ignorantly quiet? About Miami tanking, I mean, it, it's going to hurt the ratings. You know that. I know that. I mean, and it's a ratings game. Look what the NBA did. Did you see the NBA is moving up half of the Lakers' home games? So they think their ratings went down last year because the LeBron game was always too late for the East Coast. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, don't forget the game. Second half is usually right around midnight on the East Coast. So they're changing that. And, I mean, I just can't believe that he has said nothing. Now, you don't have to say anything about Antonio Brown while they're investigating, et cetera, et cetera. But the bottom line is, what about malcontent as an employee to an employer? Tooch, you got a new job. If you did that to your employer, how fast would you be in the unemployment line? Gone. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> I mean, and then everybody, what, did you see this thing I have to say this before I give the show to you guys? Did you see this thing about now? There's a doctor. Everybody's jumping oh on. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you see this, too? Oh, I saw it. I, I saw you it. You know what I'm talking about? What? Which one is it? Antonio okay. Brown's Antonio doctor. Antonio Brown's oh. doctor commented on the fact that he farted in his face and made fun of it. <laughs> I did not hear that. Everybody is jumping on the Antonio oh my Brown. God. Let's destroy the son of a bitch bandwagon. And not only did he fart in his face, he says he still owes him money. Yeah, he owes him $11,000. You know what? Can I tell you? You're worth the kind of money a guy like that is. Or, you know, an NBA player. You should owe everybody nothing. You should never owe. You're worth $40 million. Everybody should be paid immediately. Amen. I just can't believe it. And, guys, I'm still working on getting this into Miami for the Super Bowl. There you go. Joe, I wish you the worst of luck this week in fantasy. Oh, I'm playing you, aren't I? Yeah. (laughs) I hope you rebound. Guys, I'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Spaceball, appreciate it. Have a great night. Take care, guys. All right, Spaceball, everybody. Man, oh, man. He's the man with the plan. (laughs) Oh, Hey, Joe, I got a quick question for you. What is Uh, it? Pat? Patrick Mahomes, after two games, 821 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. That's over 400 yards a game average. Wow. And you know who is right behind (laughs) Very explosive. You know who's right behind him, 729 yards? Passing? Yes. I don't know. Who is it, Tooch? The Red Rifle. Wow. Andy Dalton. (laughs) The guy that that we made fun of. He's number two. In... <laughs> uh, but the leading fantasy scorer in all of fantasy football right now, you know who that is? Number one position with most fantasy points after two weeks. Ooh, let's think here. Most he's, had re- he's had two easy games, of course, but... Uh, Jeez, I'm trying to think. I don't even know. Who is yeah. it? Lamar Jackson, who oh, you and I both yeah. talked about before the season, was saying, man, I was trying to get him. He was going like average average draft possession was like eighth round. Man, if you got him in the seventh round, <laughs> sixth round, you're like really happy. There's a draft. I wanted to take him with the blown. last pick. I forgot. I was going to take him with the last pick. and Oh, my gosh. And I didn't. I should have. 
But so it, you got Lamar Jackson, top scorer, fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes in second place. In third place with 80 fantasy points after two weeks. Joe, do you know who that is? Also a quarterback. 80 fantasy points. It's got to be yep. Andy Dalton. It is Dak Prescott, who I talked about. So he's got a great offensive line. He's playing Kellen Moore's offense. That playbook looks good. It's perfectly suited for him. He's got weapons. He's got Zeke. He's got Jason Witten back. He's got Amari Cooper. He had Michael Gallup. He's got Randall Cobb in the slot. Corner yeah, the Cobb. Uh, Dak Prescott, 674 yards. He's averaging 337 yards a game. He never threw for 300 yards a game, Joe. Well, Zeke's really opening yeah. things up, man. Yeah, that offensive line is good. Both Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott all have seven touchdown passes after two games. Yep, those are the top three quarterbacks, Joe. And uh, right behind them in fourth place is John Ross with 66 fantasy points. And Boy, I talked about him last year, but he had a bad year last year, but this year. And he did that in college too, Joe, a lot of long touchdowns. So it really isn't anything new for him, but. He's owned in seventy percent of leagues, Joe. You got to get John Ross. If you, and then fourth quarterback is Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, with five touchdowns, no interceptions, and he is having a resurgence with all those great weapons. Well, that's so, and that's that's and that's with him Tooch in the second half of that game, playing conservatively with the lead. So, you know, imagine if he would have been playing yeah. full the whole game. I mean, geez, Louise. Yep, Dalvin Cook. 265 yards rushing, another long touchdown. He leads the NFL in rushing yardage, three touchdowns. He's in the top ten of scores. And Saquon Barkley right behind him with 227 yards rushing. Well, so that's where we're at. Uh, Joe, I, I was thinking, you know, uh, uh, this morning I was thinking, you know, we're, you and I was talking about running backs. We've got to get running backs. And, you know, you want to have, like, your two starting running backs, and then, and then put another running back in the flex. But, Joe, really, I don't think, especially in the larger leagues, that there's enough running backs out there to do that. So it's a wide receiver. I think this season's a wide receiver season. You know, and wide receiver is so deep, you can go three deep with wide receivers and still pull out the win. Now, wide receivers this year, it's just the way the NFL is going towards, you know, being partial towards a more passing game. It's true. Uh, it's really it, true. It, you're seeing guys like, uh, like I just mentioned, John Ross. You're seeing guys like, like baseball mentioned, Demarcus Robinson lighting it up, Marquise Brown lighting it up. Uh, who else, Joe? Uh, Terry McLaurin on the. I mean, you had, ho- you had Hollywood teams. Brown on week one. Yeah, Marquise Hollywood Brown lighting it up, long touchdowns. Antonio Brown's Pat- cousin, Pat- by the way. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's making Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson household names. Sammy Sammy Watkins had a, a guy. I, I think over ten last week. And a, this week yeah. two, we had over ten targets. And two didn't and, do much with. And Tuch, a guy I've been smoking high on all off season long, Emmanuel Sanders, just absolutely yep. eclipsing everybody right now. Double digits targets as well. Chris Godwin. Also, double t- digit two. These are uh, Cooper Cup. These are guys you can have, and you have them in your third wide receiver because they're putting up more points than running backs are. And that was what I was thinking about uh, today before the show was uh, getting getting the third wide receiver into that lineup in the flex position. And instead of going three running backs, I think you're better off going with three wide receivers this season, especially in the deeper leagues. It's a uh, Passing, uh, passing league now, Joe. And it's a, it's a changing of the guard, really. I mean, there are good running backs. Obviously, if you get the first three, four, five picks, you're in good shape. But outside of that, it's really tough. Right. There's only three, three running backs that have averaged over 100 yards per game. That's Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Marlon Mack. They all have pretty good offensive lines. Uh, the Giants maybe not as good, but Saquon Barkley makes a lot of plays on his own. Now, uh, in fourth leading rushers, Josh Jacobs, a guy you're really high on. Do you know who's in the fifth slot for running backs? <laughs> you would never believe it. it. 173 yards so far in the season, Matt, Joe. Matt Breida? 
No, but that's a great guess. It is Carlos Hyde, a guy that you and I make about as much fun of as we do with Andy Dalton. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I picked up Carlos Hyde in a couple of leagues last week, so I feel good about that. Yeah. You know, he's a workhorse yep. guy, and, you know, he's got Duke Johnson to compliment him. Obviously, Johnson's yep. the main, but uh, Hyde's going to get work, and there's value in that in fantasy, no doubt about it. Right, and then, of course, uh, we're getting uh, lots of comments in the in the chat room with uh, wide receivers like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. You know, there's a, there's a lot of wide receivers out there, Joe, and these young receivers have just added to that pool. Yep. You know, the young receivers I just mentioned, you know, first and second year guys. But over on the Bears, it's, it's not like that. There's uh, They have to get that passing game going. I know uh, in the chat room they were talking about which Bears receivers and baseball mentioned what's wrong with Mitchell Trubisky. And I, it boggles my mind as to why, why the Bears would trade up for Anthony Miller in the second round and then not use him. You know? It's, 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 it's a little, so uh, strange. It, it's weird. I'll bet, you, I'll bet you the last six games of the season – Anthony Miller is going to light it up by then. You know, maybe by then it'll be playoff time. You'll have him on your team. Maybe they'll figure out that they got to get this kid the ball. Well, he banged we'll up. See. He banged up his ankle the day I was there with Greg Braggs, Junior mm-hmm. Aldo, and Bobby Bombs. And I'll tell you, and and Trey and Trey Busy was there with us as well. And I'll tell you, he came up real gimpy. He has not been the same since. Maybe there's some something going on with his ankle, Tooch. Yeah, he, he he probably is is banged up, Joe. And then of course we've got we've got quarterback issues now in the league. If you a lot of people lost uh, their starting starting quarterbacks. Well, that's what we were going to talk about too, Tooch. I mean, you know, yeah. you lost Drew Brees for at least roughly they're saying about six weeks, and Ben Roethlisberger for the season. So the main question everybody has is how do you replace those guys? And I know a guy yeah. that I tweeted out last night, and a guy that you and I have been talking about for a while here is Josh Allen in Buffalo. The kid's having a fantastic start to the year. Uh, I'm right there with you. In 14 career games, he's got 10 rushing touchdowns, Joe. That's pretty good. It's good. better than a lot of running backs. Yeah, he uses his legs. He throws. And Tooch, the— You know who else uh, had numbers like that, Joe? Michael Vick? There's only one other guy. There's Cam Newton. Ah, would have uh, rushing touchdowns of that magnitude in that limited game to the first 14 games. Good company. The only other NFL player to have 10 in his first 14 games is Cam Newton. Yeah, that's great. It's great company to be in. And, Tooch, one of the things that – another reason that we love Josh Allen right now is his schedule for the next seven weeks. So, like, yeah. if you look at his schedule, next week he gets Cincinnati. The week after that yep. he gets New England. Granted, New England's a tough matchup. They're playing good D. Then he gets the bye – but after that bye, got Miami twice. Still, yeah, right? after that bye week, you get Miami, Philadelphia, yeah. Washington, yeah. and Cleveland. Oh That's a great stretch. Yeah. That is a great stretch. Uh, now, with uh, with Allen, did you see the Bengals and 49ers game? I did. The, the Bengals didn't tackle anybody. I think the running the 49ers running backs are still running, Joe. Yep, they're they're looking <laughs> the ones that are healthy. That is, yeah. Matt Matt Breida, twelve carries, one hundred and twenty yards, a ten yards a carry. Guys, a beast. We talked Not about bad. him he last week. Breaking guys' ankles, breaking guys' ankles is yeah, good ball player. I I wish uh, Kyle Shanahan he knows how to how to call running run plays and design run plays, but he doesn't know how to make a guy a feature back. So I think Brita's still the guy there. Raheem Mostert probably is going to come in on passing downs. and Although Brita's still a good receiver. And then you've got Jeff Wilson, I think. Is that his name? Whoever. <laughs> Mr. Anonymous. Yeah. He comes in on the goal line, which kind of sucks for Brita owners. I like Brita before the season. I love the athleticism this kid has. I love the speed. Now, if uh, you know, to me, he's kind of like Austin Eckler light. You know, Matt, Matt Brita. He is. Uh, he's Austin. Austin Eckler having a having a good start to the season. He's doing it again. Uh, you know, ha- having a great. He's got the most high value touches for running back. Uh, leads the NFL. Wow. In high value touches. Yeah, so that's impressive. It's impressive. And and Tooch, I want to backtrack for a second just because we were talking yeah. about replacing mm-hmm. re- replacements at QB. Yeah. So we we obviously mentioned Josh Allen, but. 
I think another guy that you got to look at, Tooch, who's available in a lot of leagues, is is Red the, Rifle. Is the Red Rifle Andy Dalton and <laughs> Matthew Pat Stadford. Pat Stadford. At, at Stadford. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Stafford uh, lighting it up uh, after uh, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, he always you know lights it up. He's kind of like uh, Mr. Garbage Time too, though, Joe. But I know they played a couple close games, so he hasn't really had garbage time. But he does have weapons, Joe. He has weapons, and yeah, you know, I imagine they'll be playing from behind at some point this season. So when that happens, you know, I think he's got a lot of value. So I love Allen, and I love. Uh, Dalton and I can't even say it right now. Matthew Stafford to uh, to fill the shoes of of, of Breeze or Roethlisberger, you know. Yeah. So so look for those guys. Get your claims in because I think a guy like Josh Allen is quickly going to become one of the top fantasy quarterbacks. Not not just because of his schedule, because of his legs, and because of how that team's playing right now. The the Bills are two and zero and they look legit. Yeah, and the two guys that actually replaced the two guys who are injured, of of those two, I think Mason Rudolph I like the best. You know, he does he does have the experience in college with James Washington. You might say an uptick in uh, fantasy points from James Washington. And, of course, as soon as Mason Rudolph came in the game, Vance McDonald lit it up, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. So uh, Vance McDonald owners were rewarded with uh, Mason Rudolph. I'm going to tell you right now, Tooch, Vance McDonald's going to finish the season as a top five tight end. Hear it, book it, stamp it. He's legit, and I think they're going to use him now. Yeah, I hope so. I He, he, he does have the injury knock. Um, and then, of course, we had a, a slight James Conner Injury too, Joe. I, I, do you know uh, his status? Connor said he's fine, and they they he plans on playing. It's the last I heard. So, okay. I know we had a, a question in the chat room too about. I, I assume it's DK Metcalf. Yep. A, a surprise. I I would target him too. He's you know a starting wide receiver on an NFL team, and I, he's getting the deep ball from Russell Wilson. You know, and he is a guy that when you throw the deep ball, he comes down with it. Big body. Yeah. You know, there was that, uh, I forget the kid's name that was on Seattle that ended up getting a bunch of those uh, touchdown targets from him. I think it was David Moore. I don't know. That, that's kind of like the name. I, I think DK Metcalf's going to suck all those up. Yeah. So, yeah, I would be looking at him. I think the most surprising thing about DK Metcalf is he had a knee scope like three weeks ago, and, yeah. and the dude's out there just lighting it up. So. Uh, really impressive. Yeah. The guy is a freak athlete. So, yeah, go pick him up. Uh, I really think Tyler Lockett's going to start getting targeted more now, too, because of that success. Uh, he's their deep yeah. threat. He's their speedster. Started to show it last week. I think you're going to see it more going forward. So I like him as a guy to target in a trade. If you need a wide receiver, you could probably get him for cheap. And Tooch, a guy that a lot of people in the chat room are talking about, a guy that we've been talking about since preseason, Darren Waller for the Raiders at tight end. This kid has been probably the top surprise of the football season. What have you seen out of him? I, for me, he's just unbelievable. Yeah, another big uh, big week for him. I think seven catches, 75 yards. Yeah, something like that. Uh, something like that. Uh, you know, uh, he has been big time. Now, Tight end kind of, you know, Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey things. Of course. Of course. Ridiculous. You know, you also have Mark Andrews and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram and Zach Ertz, you know, 22 and 23 targets. So Zach Ertz, again, doing his, getting his targets. Mark Andrews leading in, in yards receiving for tight ends with 220 and two touchdowns. You talked about him before the season. We both liked him. He has been doing what he's supposed to be doing. He and Hollywood Brown are the top receiving options on the Ravens offense. Now with uh, Darren Waller, he's right there. Number four overall for fantasy tight ends with uh, 13 catches, 133 yards. Wow. So fantasy points. Mark Andrews, of course, is at the top. Evan Ingram second. Travis Kelsey third. But Darren Waller right up there in the top ten. Vance McDonald had a big week. Delaney Walker, Joe, still putting – 
Old man Walker. Yep, he is is fifth overall. He and he and Greg Olson still still doing it. So those are tight end options if they're not owned. Oh yeah. You know, uh, I think uh, Greg Olson is only owned in sixty two percent of the league. But here's a guy, Joe. He's only he's in the top twelve, and he's only owned in five percent of all leagues. Do you know who that is? Top twelve only owned at five. It's at, 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 tight, the, uh, at tight end. He's in the top ten. Are you actually. talking about tight ten. end? Tight end fantasy points. Yep. Uh, Austin Hooper. He is not in the top ten. Ah. This kid is Will Disley. Ah, from the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. With twenty-four points, he's only owned in five percent of all leagues. He's got sixty-two yards and two touchdowns. Already 24 points, fantasy points, averaging 12 points a game. Guy couldn't stay healthy last year. Couldn't stay healthy, but if you're looking for a tight end, O.J. Howard put up zero points for me. I'm not too worried about him. I think he'll come around. Uh, He's in a new offense. Uh, We'll see. And, of course, Jared Cook, we expect good things of now with the Drew Brees injury. You know, there, there's guys uh, out there, Joe. Well, we had you know, we had someone Austin ask. Austin Hooper, number 11. Jason Witten, number 12. So those are options. Jason Witten only owned at 16% of all leagues. Yeah, he, I think he's going to get targeted more now that people seem to forget about him. But uh, someone was asking earlier in the chat, I believe it was Oil Pan Willie, asking what happens to Jared Cook's stock now that Teddy Bridgewater takes over. And he might be a, a safety blanket for him. I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Well, he's a big target. I just think, you know, Teddy Bridgewater came in, probably didn't have a ton of reps. So, I mean, Drew Brees probably got every single practice rep, and Teddy Bridgewater, being a veteran, probably just took mental reps. So yeah, after after a week of practice and with Sean Payton tailoring the uh, playbook more towards Teddy Bridgewater, uh, you could be right, Joe. I, I, I'm kind of a wait-and-see if I have Jared Cook, I'm, I'm going to pick up a guy like Will Disley or uh, Jason Witten. You know, try and maybe wait and see what's going on with Jared Cook or, or O.J. Howard or, or any of those guys. Uh, you know, if you if you picked up Cal Rudolph, you might want to drop him. His Kurt Cousin looks terrible. Yes, he does. That was a rough and game. David and Joku with the concussion, right? Yeah, and Joku out, uh, hopefully yep. back soon, but obviously they want to make sure he's right. So, yeah, that's the yeah. tough situation. And if you're watching the Bears and Broncos games, you saw Noah Fant uh, get some action in that game. looked pretty good. He'll He's a rookie. He'll take some time. Eric Ebron scored. He's available in 63% of leagues. So, uh yeah, if uh, if you're looking for options at tight end, there's some options there, Joe. There's definitely options at tight end. It's uh, it's a tough time for tight ends. There's it's either boom or bust, and you got if you got lucky with a guy like Darren Waller, you're a happy camper. But uh, did, yeah, Mark Andrews. Yeah, another guy that's been an absolute fire. Yeah, and you can get those guys late, Joe. Darren Waller. And Mark Andrews, they were late picks. T.J. Hawkinson, his very first game, had a huge game. Didn't do much his second game, but you know, that's another weapon for, for uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, Darren Waller was a guy I got with my last pick in my draft. Multiple drafts. Yeah. So you can't, right you can't beat that at all. So Tooch, there's... What do you think? You want to do uh, eight minutes with Tooch? Like run through some quick hits from each game? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm, I'm just, right. I'm just gonna randomly pick some games with good matchups, yeah. or fantasy relevant. I'm gonna skip Thursday night Tooch because I think it's gonna be a, du- okay. a dumpster fest. So let's, all right, let's skip that. But let's go Tooch to to the Bengals visiting the Buffalo Bills. All right, let me get to my notes there, Joe. The Bengals and uh, oh, that that's coming up. Okay, I was gonna recap the games of Bills. Oh, and oh, game. that's fine. We could do that. Sorry. Yeah. I'll, I I will backtrack for a second. I'm okay. So let's see. Let's do some recaps here. We'll skip Thursday night because that sucked. But let's okay. do a little recap of your air raid offense. The the Ra- oh, the Ravens man. versus the the Cardinals. Yeah, Marquise Brown, after playing only a limited snaps, had sixty five percent of the snap count. Mark Ingram. Went out with a little bit of an injury. 
He was replaced by Gus Edwards with 20% of the snaps and Justice Hill 20% of the snaps. But a guy I never heard of before, Damier Bird, had 93% of the snaps for Baltimore. And then uh, David Johnson, of course, had the hand injury. He looks like he'll be okay. Joe and Mark Andrews with the huge game. Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk also post both posted 100-yard days. I mentioned that. Uh, not too concerned about David Johnson. I think he'll uh, – he, he, Baltimore defense is tough. So, uh, But the takeaways you want to take away, Marquise Brown is a full-time pe- player. Absolutely. You've got to get him into your lineup. And then Kyler Murray, again, a strong passing day in a tough road matchup. I know he had a lack of touchdowns, but when, as he gets more comfortable – in that game, I think you, you're gonna you're gonna start to see more and more fantasy players playing Kyler Murray. No doubt about it. The guy's unbelievable. So keep an eye on him. Touche. Let's go to the Buffalo New York Giants game. All right. So about the Bills twenty eight, Giants fourteen. John Brown posted a solid uh, eight targets, seven catches, seventy two yards. But the one incomplete target. He got behind the defense and should have had a long touchdown. Josh Allen overthrew him. Or is Josh Allen going to be a big quarterback pickup, like we mentioned? Oh, yeah. Uh, Devin, Devin Singletary had an ankle injury, and he was replaced by Frank Gore. So I expect some people are going to pick up the 36-year-old Frank old Gore. Old man river, yeah. that old man river. And he's going to get his share of carries, but I imagine Josh Allen's rushing is going to increase. Now, uh, Devin Singletary looked really good. It's too bad he was injured. Now, uh, you might want to keep an eye on TJ Yeldon if you're a PPR. He might get a little bit more play. Might get a little bit more play than Frank Gore, a little bit more PPR points. Uh, And then, uh, let's see. John Brown, really the only good uh, pass-catching uh, option for uh, and, for Buffalo. And Tooch, we got to talk a little bit about the New York Giants coming out with a big an- yeah. announcement today. Eli Manning riding the bench. Daniel Jones. Oh. Daniel Jones okay. is the new starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Yeah, it's about time. I think that, that offense is going to open up a little bit more with him. He's going to be able to make some plays with his legs. He's going to target the short passes too a little bit better and be able to make a lot more plays with his legs than Eli Manning. So, yeah, I I think it was about time. I mean, they don't have anything to lose. Let's get their top pick out there and and get him some reps. And Tooch, I think something we got to talk about, too, coming back in a few weeks from suspension and available in almost all leagues, Golden Tate coming back really soon. Yeah, And there's a wide receiver one. Yep, and and now, of course, with Daniel Jones, too, you know, a goal and take going to be a lot more. I mean, they had nobody, Joe, in that game. They had uh, Saquon and Evan Ingram, but they had no wide receivers. I think Benny Fowler was was the leading uh, wide receiver for for the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, Golden Tate comes back. Another guy who's uh, going to be coming back from suspension too to watch a tight end is Chris Herndon. That might be a sneaky pickup, Joe. Especially with the Jets' woes at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course they're on a bye week four. So you're probably not going to get to use Chris Herndon until week five. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe Darnold will be back by then. We'll see. Mm, I don't know. He has the kissing disease, right? Yeah, the yeah. Mono. mono. And I forgot. They played uh, Luke Falk, a rookie. And I forgot. Who was the other? Trevor Simeon. Tre- Trevor Simeon. Who, Northwestern I don't know if you Wildcat. saw the injury, Tooch. That's one of the most gruesome things I've seen in a while. His ankle yeah. popped like uh, like a champagne bottle. Oh my god! Yep. So not good. That's got to be broken, no doubt. So yep. unfortunately, but let's move on to the next game. I know I, div- yeah. I diverted. Right. I diverted us a little bit, but uh, the for- the Forty Niners Bengals that w- yeah. that was more fantasy relevant than we thought. Right, forty one points for the Forty ers That offense starting to come alive. Joe with Jimmy Garoppolo, he looked a lot better the week one. Uh, Matt Breida, I mentioned before, 12 for 20, 121. Uh, of course, it's the Bengals. Of course, they can't tackle anybody. Uh, George Kittle, he was less active in the passing game, but, of course, very efficient. He had three targets, but he caught all of them for 54 yards. Week one, he had two touchdowns called back. 
he could have he could be having a lot better season. I don't, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think you know that his arrow. Uh, guys, also on the 49ers, whose arrows pointing up is Debo Samuel. Yeah. Who had seven targets, catching five of them. He also rushed twice. He was really involved in the 49ers' offensive game plan. So, uh, Debo Samuel, wide receiver to target. Now, uh, for the Bengal, Tyler Boyd, 10 targets, 10 catches, 122 yards. And John Ross, of course, exploded in the last quarter with a 66 yard touchdown run. Or touchdown catch. Sorry about that. And Ross ending up with 112 receiving yards on four catches. 88 yards of those came after the catch. So yak monster. Yeah, no doubt. Can't you can't go wrong with that. Yep. Obviously, lots of fantasy yep. points on both of those teams, and that's a surprise. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on those teams moving forward. And and, yeah. and Tooch, we we got to talk about the bloodbath in Miami. Patriots oh, yeah. win 43 to zero. Man, that was just gross. Uh, we talked about last week about how I said the Dolphins would be throwing in the towel. You know, they didn't even show up for this one, Joe. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't have much to say about it. I know, uh, you know, uh, Matt Lacoste at tight end. He, he might be a tight end to watch, too. He, he had two targets, but his average depth of target was 11 yards. Which is notable, and that's a lot, a lot more downfield than most tight ends get. Ben Watson will be returning soon, but keep an eye on Lacoste as a potential, you know, deep tight end if you, if you need a guy. Antonio Brown heavily targeted in his limited playing time. Yeah, it was a Sony Michelle game. The game strips to Sony Michelle, but uh, Sony Michelle zero targets in the passing game. Joe, um, here's the thing with the re- New England running backs: James White and Rex Burkhead. Both had equal targets, you know. So James White owners, uh, James White, you know, not having the kind of season that he, we're used to him having. So I guess we just gotta wait for uh, Rex Burkhead injury, Joe. Well, we'll we'll wait and see, Tooch. I mean, I think it's gonna be a week to week kind of thing with these guys. Burkhead yeah. and White are your safe plays. Michelle, I think, is gonna be a week to week basis depending on the game plan. And you're just gonna wait and see. Antonio Brown's changing the whole asp- the whole makeup of that team. Julian Edelman got a lot of targets, and he just, you know, it was one of those games where Antonio Brown was the focal point, trying to make a statement, and then it was the running back. So I think next week you're gonna see an Edelman uh, heavy game with same thing with Antonio Brown, but I think Edelman's gonna be the guy that ultimately is gonna benefit the most. Right, and Josh Gordon looks to be maybe the target odd man out. Well, he's the deep target threat. Odd man out, but yeah, we'll see. It depends on the game script. They didn't have to throw deep. You know, the 43 to nothing, <laughs> they got a lot of us in shell. So it's a, it's a game you couldn't take much away from as far as Brady and the receiver, but we'll see. Next week, uh, we're, I, I'm not sure where they're at next week. Uh, the Patriots? Yeah, I have that queued up right here. Hang who, are on. They, who are they? Who are they playing? So we were going to talk about Week Three matchups next, but I will pull it up and tell you anyway. Uh, the Patriots get to play the Jets, so you got to love that. Oh, okay, yeah, great matchup for the Patriots again. You know the they they've got the easiest path to that uh, division, Joe. Yeah, the easiest road to the playoffs. No doubt about it. That's their they got that division, and it's easy pickings right now, but. Tooch, what do you say we, we highlight some of the, 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 the sweet matchups coming up this week? And we'll talk yeah. about some fantasy guys to play in those games. So, Yep, many questions, too, in the chat room. We'll answer. Uh, we do have a question in the chat room. Let's jump on that before we do this. Uh, we got a question from Harp in the chat room. He wants to know, All right. any Daniel Jones interest in fantasy? I, I think so, Joe. I, I mean, especially with the, the latest injuries at quarterback. I mean, at least you want to have him probably in your, you know, as a backup. You know, if you're looking for a backup. So, but like we said, there's Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, and Andy Dalton out there too, which might give you a little bit higher ceiling at the moment. Yeah, he's a matchup-based play, so you just got to keep an eye out for that. We got to see what what he's all about, though, too, you know? Yeah, well, we'll find out real soon. But um, moving on to the next matchup here, Tooch. Uh, it's 
what obviously we talked about the Patriots and the Jets. We don't really need to tell you fire up all your Patriots. That's pretty straightforward. But one matchup I'm really looking at here, Tooch, is is the Buffalo-Cincinnati matchup. We talked about it already with Josh Allen using his legs, but you know that should be a really fantasy-intriguing game, and I don't think I would have said that three weeks ago. Well, it's a great game for Allen and, and Gore, Joe, I think. Good matchup against Cincinnati. So uh, I think it'll be a higher-scoring game, Joe, You know, as both teams are going to try and air it out. Yeah, I think so, too. I think both teams will air it out. I think maybe Joe Mixon might get involved in the passing game. And um, look for your boy, John Ross, to have another nice day because I think they're going to be looking at Tyler Boyd a lot. So I'm, I'm looking at John Ross here. Yeah, it could be a negative script, too, for Cincinnati. So uh, Now, uh, Buffalo does have good cornerbacks you know, led by Stephon Gilmore. Right? No, no, I'm sorry. He's, I mean, Tredavious White, just Stephon Gilmore on the Patriots. Yeah, Tredavious White, one of the better cornerbacks. He'll be uh, matched up against those guys. But you got to like John Ross and John Brown's deep speed. There could be, there could be a couple long balls in this one, Joe. No doubt about it, Tooch. And, and when I'm talking about the game of the week, in my opinion, Tooch, you got to be talking about the Ravens at the Chiefs, a fantasy goldmine of points. This has got to be the game where you play everybody, right? Yeah, I think the over-under started at 60, Joe. 60. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I got to get everybody in this game you got. Get them all in the game. So You know, you're starting the two quarterbacks for sure, the two tight ends for sure. Then Marquise Brown and... Sammy Watkins. Uh, and Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, and, and Demarcus Robinson. You start all three of those guys, if you can, even if you're flexing the two... Uh, Chief wide receivers. This could be a nice, uh, uh, a nice matchup for everybody, really. But I mean, uh, I th- I, Mark Ingram got a little bit of an injury, Joe. He does. I'm not quite sure exactly what the heck is going on with him, but uh, hopefully he's able to play in this game because it'll be a better game with him in it. There's no doubt about it. And I think Damian Williams has a day. I mean, that kid's young. He's fresh. And uh, McCoy has been taking some carries away, but I think Williams is still the younger, superior talent. Uh, I think both guys will have a nice day. So if you have either one, uh, I like Damian Williams as a running back too. I like LaShawn McCoy as a flex start. Yeah, and uh, LaShawn McCoy has got a little bit of a banged-up ankle, Joe. He had a, He's having an MRI on it today. He had an MRI today. So hopefully he comes back clear, but just keep an eye on that. If he doesn't play, Damian Williams is a, is a running back one. So uh, hopefully hopefully he's all right, but I, I have Damian Williams in a couple leagues, so I'd like to give him the start there. But uh, next matchup, Tooch, we got to talk about Falcons going down to play the Colts. That should be a fantasy-relevant game. Marlon Mack in the matchup against that Atlanta defense that seems to have come back to life, at least for the first half last week. And then the Colts, Jacoby Brissett, looking like he could be the real deal. Three touchdowns last week, Joe. Only threw for 160-something yards, but very efficient. He looks a lot improved since 2017. Of course, they had that great offensive line. So uh, I, I agree with you, Joe. I think this will be very fantasy-relevant. You'll see you know, Marlon Mack get some carries. You'll see Devontae Freeman. You'll see Julio and Calvin and Matt Ryan. T.Y. But, yeah, T.Y. Hilton. So there's weapons now. Devin Funches out for the season. There's guys that, that were targeted last week from the Colts. One was Deion Kane. The other is Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell had a touchdown. Deion Kane got a lot of targets, only had one catch. So, I, I don't know, Joe. I, I think uh, T.Y. is still the man, but you're going to see a Paris Campbell is the future of the Colts at wide receiver. Oh, he Joe. looked good last week, man. He ran some crisp routes. And I think he is definitely a guy you got to pick up, especially in deeper leagues and especially in dynasty leagues. I'd put a claim on him right now. So just keep an eye out for that. And, of course, the matchup that all of us Bears fans are going to be looking at, John, is uh, you got the Broncos going down to play the Packers in Lambeau. And Emmanuel Sanders has been lighting the world on fire. I can't wait to start him against the Packers. Yeah, he's also ageless. You know, the Packers, now they had a, a good uh, game against, they dominated. It was 21 nothing at one point 
They dominated the Vikings. That Packers defense, very good. Packers defense, a good streaming defense pickup against the Broncos this week. Also, you had Devontae Adams. And now Geronimo Allison had four targets at a touchdown, although his average depth of target was very low. I still think the top two wide receivers are Adams and, and Valdez-Scantling. What worried me a little bit was the amount of share that Jamal Williams got amount of target shares and, and carries. Uh, Aaron Jones is the better player. He got 30 points. Uh, maybe he they're had just, a better day, that's for sure. He had a great day. He should be the featured back. I don't know what they're doing over there, why they insist on playing Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams ran more pass routes, too, than, than uh, Aaron Jones. But against the Broncos, I think it's a good matchup for Aaron Jones. Uh, we'll see. I, I would be starting the Green Bay defense against the Broncos. Yeah, they look like they got a defense. As a Bears fan, I have to say that defense has looked very solid, and uh, I'm impressed by him to say the least. But, yeah. What about Royce Freeman, Joe? He, uh, it looks to be like uh, he's overtaken Philip Lindsay. You know, he, he's got almost as much speed. He's probably, you know, 20 to 40 points heavier or 40 pounds heavier than Philip Lindsay, and he was targeted heavily in the passing game, which yeah. is usually – you know, Philip Lindsay gets those third down carries and passes, but it was Royce Freeman out there against the Bears. It was Royce Freeman, and you know, Tooch, I, I'm I'm with you. I think I I said it. We said it before the season. We weren't high on Philip Lindsay. You know, he kind of had a a very surprising year last year, and we weren't sure if we could duplicate it. And I think they're going to see a 50-50 split, maybe maybe a little bit more the other way around. But uh, you just got to watch and see that situation. Right now, I'm not super comfortable playing either guy. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick Royce Freeman right now, and I like him in a flex start or a, a running back three if, if, if you have a third running back in your league. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch, especially, you know, see what Joe Flacco does after last week because he, you know, he's running for his life and he might have to do it again. And, of course, Tooch, we got a couple more games to touch on. i got to get out of here and do another show. But uh, you got the Panthers going down to play the Cardinals in Arizona. Cam Newton seemed to come back to life a little bit last week. Greg Olson as well. And, of, yeah. of course, you know that air raid offense has been uh, has been succeeding very well in Arizona. Yeah, it should be a big day for the Cardinals offense. As they, this is their third game. They, they look good, decent against Baltimore, which is a very tough defense. Carolina not nearly as good as Baltimore. You got to get your air raid guys in there, Joe, Kyler, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, David Johnson, and then for the pair, for the Panthers, it was Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore getting heavily targeted. So the passing game starting to come around. It's it's Cam Newton's shoulder that's a little troublesome, and I I think uh, on the short week, you saw Christian McCaffrey get a, a decreased workload, although he was on the field for every snap. He just, they just didn't give him the ball. Well, Tujan, I think I think there were some conversations that Cam Newton was upset week one with you know the amount of work that McCaffrey had, and he wanted to be more involved. So I think that was brought into account, but I think McCaffrey bounces back big time this week against his Cardinals team. They're going to be thrown to him a lot, and you know they, they, they need him to win, so they'll be relying on him heavily. So don't worry about McCaffrey. He's going to be just fine. Yeah, and both Moore and Samuel heavily targeted. So I, I, their arrow's pointing up, too, if you have D.J. Moore and Curtis Samuel. No doubt about it. And We're willing to touch on two more before we get out of here. Uh, one game I really want to talk about, Tooch, and this is the Sunday night game. The Rams going down to play the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, that should be fantasy magic right there. You got Odell Beckham. You got, you know, Todd Gurley. I mean, the, the, the list never ends. All the players in this game, you want to fire them all up. What are you thinking about Rams-Browns? Well, I love the star power here. Robert Woods was the odd man out. Only had f- uh, four targets, I think, Joe. So uh, I, I I think they're going to bounce back. I think this will be a higher scoring game. You know, both offenses have had a couple weeks to get rolling. You know, I... I'm getting my guys in there. I'm starting Nick Chubb. I'm starting Cooper Cup. I'm starting Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham for sure. Jarvis Landry is a guy I'm a little worried about. You'd think he'd go back to a little heavily target share. 
Maybe with Njoku out, you see a little bit more Jarvis Landry. Not sure. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think I'm, he's on my bench until I see it. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Landry myself, too, Cha. There was a couple of plays that Odell was out because of his whole uh, visor situation this week, and you know I thought for sure they'd go to Landry, and he was targeted, but you know I I don't know if it's me too, but I feel like Baker Mayfield has not been anywhere near as accurate as past years so far this season, and I think he you know I think he needs to take a big step if if they want to be a better team. Right, it's early, it's early, Joe. So this might be the game where he. He takes a step up, although you're going to see Aaron Donald in his face a lot. <laughs> you saw Aaron Donald break Drew Brees' hand last week. So the Browns will have to figure out how to block Aaron Donald in order for Baker Mayfield to take a step up in accuracy. No doubt about it. Something to watch. And, and Tooch, it wouldn't be uh, the Bears Barroom Radio Network if we didn't talk about the Monday night game. The Bears going down to play the Redskins. Uh, I think this is more fantasy relevant than people think. I think Allen Robinson's a great play here against this Redskins Redskins defense, as well as David Montgomery. He's got a great matchup, Joe, against the Redskins secondary. Now, uh, the guy that's going to be a huge waiver pickup is Terry McLaurin. The Bears have to find a way to cover him because he's tough in the slot. And if he gets by you, he, he's been getting by defenses and, and running forever, Joe. The kid is a, you know fast as quick as a blink. He is quick as a blink, and I think the, I think on the Redskins side of the ball, you know there are going to be some guys too that are playable in this game. I think Adrian Peterson will probably be a solid start. Yes, the Bears' run defense is stout, um, but I think they're going to get enough opportunities to the point where Peterson is probably worth a flex start. I would I would give him a flex. He might get you a goal line touchdown or something like that. And then of course the Bears' defense is tough against the run, though, Joe. Maybe out of the week after this. I think this is more of a Chris Thompson type well, game. Well, that's what I was about to say, too. I was going to say Thompson. Oh, uh, sorry. No, you, you're sorry, good. Bud. We're on the same page. I was going to say Thompson and Peterson are the guys I would I would touch. And, you know, I'm not really going with anybody else. If Jordan Reed plays in this game, he's been he's been battling uh, concussion. Uh, if he plays, I like Jordan Reed because he's a big, tall guy over the middle of the field, going to be a safety blanket for Case Keenum. Or I'm not sorry. Is it Case Keenum? Yeah, it's Case Keenum. I'm, like, losing my mind here. So I think I'm really thinking that uh, Jordan Jordan Howard Jordan Reed could be uh, one of the main factors in this game. And we got a question in the chat what? room too. Right, we got, just about to say it. <laughs> what Jordan Reed? No, that we have a question. Yeah, we got a question from Stacy in the chat room. She wants to know: Is Cohen going to be more of a contributor? He has drops, but has been a non-factor. So yeah, I, I would I would I would say I think they're finally they have to get him involved in the offense at some point. So as long as they have a lead in this game, uh, I think that he might get a couple a couple carries, and then early on, if they're you know if they're trying to get that pass game going, they haven't done a whole lot with Tariq so far. So I think they got to use him in maybe some bubble screens yeah. to get this offense firing. Well, I'll tell you, against the Packers, he lined up forty times in the slot. So he was really more of a wide receiver against the Packers. Now the next week against the Broncos, he only lined up in the slot a half a dozen times and he was in the backfield, you know, 10, 15 times. So I think the Bears need to first possess the ball more. They did hardly possess the ball in the fourth quarter against the Broncos. They're not running enough offensive plays, Joe, for Montgomery, for Cohen, you know, I talked about this. They have the three-headed monster back there with Davis, Cohen, and Montgomery. They need to get Montgomery his touches, and Cohen needs to find more of a third-down pass-receiving back role that he was so successful in in previous years, Joe. I think that'll be that'll be if Coach Nagy wants to get the most out of these players, that'll be what he does. Mike Davis will come in when, when Montgomery needs a blow. So that's what I would do. Keep, keep the game script simple. You know, let's run the ball, Coach Nagy. Let's try not to get cute. Yeah, we, we don't a, want to I get cute. I think that's cute. what Mitch and them will have the most success. Cute, cute doesn't work so well in the NFL. So hopefully Nagy gets his shit together and they come out firing against the Redskins. But, Tooch, we've gone all the way to 9-10. We're a little – Yeah, a little, sorry. Uh, I, I kept you late. Sorry, oh, Joe. We're, we're good, but uh, – with that said, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in to the Fantasy Football Goon Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FFBGoon. 
Uh, make sure you head over to fantasyfootballgoon.com tomorrow evening. Uh, my rankings for week three will be up uh, tomorrow evening, so make sure you check those out. Follow John Santucci on Twitter. Tooch, where can people follow you? Santucci underscore John at Twitter on Twitter. That's right. That's Santucci underscore John. You can follow me at Joe Mandel. And then make sure if you have fantasy questions, whatever day of the week it is, tweet us, follow us, give us all the questions because we want to help you out. We want to help you win that fantasy championship. So with that said, Tooch, we're going to end the show the way we do every single week, and that's God bless America, God bless football, and let's kick some ass. So long, farewell, I'll be saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. So long, farewell, I'll be saying adieu. Adieu, adieu, to you and you and you.